This exhortation was brought to you by the Light Bearers, bringing light until there's no more darkness. when we can and just speak to our father just like Claudia mentioned that every conversation is is prayer is communion with our father and you see one of the every time when we gather one of the things that that the bible encourages is that all our spiritual work all our spiritual um spiritual investments um that it leads us towards the acknowledging of the truth that leads us towards the acknowledging of every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus. He says that the communication of your faith might become effectual, true, or in the acknowledging of every good thing that is at, at work in you in Christ Jesus. So God wants us to know. God wants us to become aware. God wants everything to lead towards this because it's so important what we see. It's so important that we see God's word. You see, whatever things that God has, has, has done, whatever things that has been written at full time, whatever things that the Lord has made to happen, that he has communicated to us in his word, it's not effective. It, it, it does nothing except we know them, except we begin to see them. And it's so important that we see. He said, the Lord said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, what do you see? Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 11. What do you see? He says, I see the almond tree. He says, I see the branch of an almond tree. I see the branch of an almond tree. And the Lord said to him, you have seen well. This was a prophet and the Lord will begin to show him several things. But he's asking him to, to, to ensure that what you are seeing is on the same frequency as what I'm seeing. He says, what do you see? He says, I see a branch of an almond tree. He says, you have seen well because I will esteem my word to perform it. So it's so important to God that the prophet that is going to communicate something to you, sees those things. It's so important that he sees them. The same thing is said unto Amos. He says, what do you see? He says, I see a basket of summer fruits. What do you see? You see, many times you, you see with the prophet, God always asking them, what do you see? Because God wants to ensure that the things that he's going to communicate has to start from the place of revelation, has to start from some communication from the supernatural, some, some, some entrance of some supernatural investments in you. So what do you see? Can you see beyond what is apparent? Can you see beyond what, what exists? Can you see what I'm communicating to you? It doesn't matter how little or insignificant it looks. Even if it's the hand of a man, cloud as the hands of a man, just like it was with Elijah, is enough. What exactly do you see? I see the branch of an almond tree. It's okay. We can start from there. I see a, a, a basket of summer fruit. It's okay. We can actually start from there. The same thing to Zechariah. I see candlesticks. Yes, it's good enough because then you are at the same frequency that we can we can begin to communicate stuff from. So God always wants us to see. He always wants us to have revelation into his things. Because the things of God really are not are not are not everywhere. The things of God are not 
are not commonplace. The Bible says the hidden things, it says, are for the sons of men. It says, it, it says, all oh, uh, it is the honor of God to search, uh, it's the honor of God to, to conceal a matter. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the honor of kings to search it out. There is, a, there is an honor in searching out the scriptures. There is an honor in having revelation of what God is communicating, of that which looks hidden from other people, which has been hidden God. There is an honor in bringing out that. Hallelujah. And that's where the glory is. That's exactly where the glory is. And it's one of the reasons why we are going to be praying Ephesians 1 today. We're going to be praying the Ephesians prayer. And we just like to read it again, just like we do many times. That Paul began to, to pray for the Ephesians. And in communicating, this is his letter, his first, or his first letter to the Ephesians. And in his communication towards them, he's telling them, yes, I've heard of your faith. I've heard that you have, you have, you have received the gospel. I've heard that it's even producing fruit in you. This is what, because some of you are even already now um, falling back the way. Some of you are giving in to temptations. There are a lot of a lot of things that are happening around. He says, for this cause, I do not cease to pray for you. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That's verse 17. Revelation, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You see what Paul is praying about. Paul is going to communicate truths. Paul is going to establish Christians in the faith. And he says, this is what I'm going to do for you. This is what I won't stop doing. I will not cease praying for you. And this is the content of my prayer. That God, the Father of glory, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, will grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. It says that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that the eyes of your mind may see, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance and the saints is, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. Hallelujah. This is according to the working of his mighty power. This is what God wants. If it was good for the efficient church, it's good for us today. Hallelujah. We ought to make this prayer because it's important that we see, just like we started. It's important what we see. It's important to know and to see exactly as God sees. Why exactly is this important? I, we are going to pray this prayer, but I would just like to go around a little bit. I'll start from 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. Hallelujah. From verse 1. It says, Behold now, behold what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us. I like the way it starts this. It says, Behold what manner of love. Behold, see what manner of love is this. The Greek word is Aido, become aware, come alive and become aware of the Father's love towards us. Why? Because it's not apparent. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. That we should be called the sons of God. Since therefore the world doesn't know us because it didn't know him. Therefore, the world doesn't know us because it did not know him. 
He says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. If you are very aware of, of, of Bible history, if you are very aware of the kind of life the Jews were living, to call God Father first is an aberration. It, it doesn't happen always. To call God Father means to, you, you have got to have met Jesus. Because this has come from Jesus. This was something that Jesus brought. This was a revelation that was not known before. Across the Bible, across many times, God was appeared to people in different places. He says, starting with his revelation to Abraham as El Shaddai, then telling Moses that by his name Jehovah, he, has, he was not yet known, and he kept showing himself by Jehovah. And at this point in history, this was the name by which he was known. This was Jehovah, the man of war. This was Jehovah, the one who was enforcing the law. God wanted to show to the world that he had the ability to enforce the law. He had the ability to, even to punish. And there are a lot of punishments, a lot of things. It, you, you couldn't get away with sin. You couldn't get away with tiny things. Things were just happening. And it, for example, he said, don't touch the rock. You touch it. it, it it's over. He says, do not touch the ark. If you are not part of a particular lineage, even though you are helping God and you go there, it doesn't matter whether you are well-meaning or not. That's the end. That's the end of your life. That was Jehovah. Jehovah was the one who was enforcing law. This was what these people were living under. You see why John went this way to say that first is father to us. Behold, what manner of love is this that this Jehovah, this one that we have known to be Jehovah, this one that is that that is that is the man of war, this enforcer, this punisher, this one is now father to us. He says, We have become the sons of God. That's not normal. That takes a revelation, that takes an awareness. It takes an awareness beyond what, what you can see. It takes an awareness beyond what is even being taught in the day. It, it, it takes a revelation to know. Then the next thing he says, the world doesn't know us. He says, therefore, the world doesn't know us because it did not know him. The world doesn't know us because it did not know him. He says, they didn't know Jesus. They didn't know Jesus and therefore they do not know us. In, in what way didn't they know Jesus? They knew that his name was Jesus, obviously. They knew that he was the son of Mary. They knew that he was the son of Joseph. They knew that he was an Israelite. He was from the lineage of Abraham. Yes, but that knowledge was not enough. It was the knowledge in the fact that this was Messiah. That was what they did not know about him. And that affected the appreciation of him and how they received his ministry. He says, in the same manner that they did not know him, he says, they do not know us. Because revelation is what it takes to know about us. Just in the same way that the world doesn't know us by sense knowledge, they also we also can't know ourselves by sense knowledge. And that's why it's so important that we pray these efficient prayers, that we pray these revelation prayers, that our eyes come to see, that we come to know who we are. Hallelujah. So the world doesn't know us. In the same way, they did not know him and they casualized him. In the same way, they saw him like every other man. That's the way the world thinks of us. Sometimes that's the way we even think of ourselves. Hallelujah. I said knowing us is by revelation. John chapter 1 and verse 11 says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. 
his own received not. They didn't receive his ministry. They didn't take from him. They didn't, they didn't receive what he had to offer. Let's read Luke 19. Something very important happened in Luke 19. And, and, and I'll just like to show us. Luke 19 from verse 42. This was after Jesus had come into, into Jerusalem, um, what we normally call the Palm Sunday. He had come riding on the ass and all that. From verse 42, he says, And when he was come near, he beheld the city. Or I can start from verse 40. He says, And he answered them and said unto them, I tell you that if this old their peace, the stones would immediately cry out because it was, they were telling him to, to make people quiet. He says, and when he was come near, he beheld the city, and Jesus wept over it. Jesus wept over his own city. Jesus wept over them, saying, if you had known, even thou, at, at least in this your day, the things which belong unto your peace, the things which belong unto your peace, he says, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Jesus cried over the city and he said unto them, if only you have known, if only you have known the things that belong unto your peace. Why? Jehovah was for them. Salvation is of the Jews. Like Jesus said to that Samaritan woman, salvation is of the Jews. This is what they have longed for all the while. This is what their fathers look forward to. Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. This was that day. Jesus was now in their midst. Messiah was now in their midst. He says, my coming is for your peace. My coming is for you, but you have not known it. It is eating from your eyes. He says, for the day shall come that your enemies shall cut the trench about you and compass you round about and keep you on every side and shall lay thee even to the ground and thy children within thee and they shall not leave one stone upon another. Why? Because you have not known the time of your visitation. Because you have not known. It, it, it has not come to you. It has been eaten from your eyes. That this time that I've come, this is for you. This is for your salvation. This is your visitation. This is the time of your visitation. This is for you. Hallelujah. Salvation was for them. This was their salvation. It, it, it's good that we have come to receive these things. But really we are gentiles this salvation was for them it was their own he says they have not known the time of their visitation this time of their peace he says it has been eating from their eyes and jesus wept over them the bible says in mark says that in there he could do no mighty work why because people had commonized him they had called him by his name what they knew him as the general knowledge just like every other person seemed to know about us just like when we got born again nothing seemed to change about us sometimes we look about at ourselves and it looks like there's nothing that has changed since we got born again this thing that we say a revelation knowledge this thing that we say that we are christian we are born of god what exactly have we been born into what exactly is this our life what exactly is this salvation what is special about this because it doesn't look special 
You see, that's a great mistake. And that is the lie of the devil. To think that this thing is not worth it. It's revelation that gives you, that delivers to you the full dose of what this is. Hallelujah. It's revelation that ensures that you can receive the best of God. It's revelation that ensures that we can stand on our right and, and take everything that God has for us. Hallelujah. And you see, funny enough, John the Baptist warned them about this. In Matthew chapter 3, when he started his ministry, John went about saying this, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, repent, change your ways, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That which we have been longing for, that which our fathers look forward to, that which we have known on the while, it's here, Jesus is here. Salvation, Joshua is here. Jehovah is here. He's here with our midst. Salvation is here. He says, change your ways. Because if you know a lot of a lot of people that 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 wanted to be that wanted to be messiahs had come in that time. Because they all knew that there was going to be a messiah. They all knew that something was coming. They all knew that something was going to happen, but they had a wrong idea about him. They had wrong expectations of him. So Paul hell, John the Baptist started his ministry saying this that for you to receive the best of this one that is coming you have got to change your ways you have got to change your expectations you have got to change your mind and you see funny enough that's exactly the same thing jesus began to say as he started his own ministry matthew 4 17 repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand jesus too saying the same way what will ultimately happen because they still did not receive him as john once said that he came unto his own and his own received him not. Hallelujah. See, there is something to know about the Christian life. There is something to know about who we are. There is something to appreciate. There are good things in us. There is There are good things in us in Christ Jesus to become aware of, to acknowledge completely. The Bible says that is what our communication in the faith will lead us into. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, from verse 17, it's very popular, just to show the same thing. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new man, he is a new creature, he is a new species, another translation says, he is a new species, he is a new kind of man. It says, all things are passed away, behold, all things have become new. You see that word again, behold, all things have become new. Because we have to look at this intently. We have to look into this. We have to ensure that this becomes our revelation. That this becomes our life. Because truly, if any man being Christ, he is a new creature. He is a new man, as the Bible says. Jesus didn't lie when he said, he is a new man. Truly, he is a new man. But he says, you've got to behold this. You have got to see this with your eyes. You've got to see this with the eyes of your mind. Your mind has to travel in this light. Your mind has to go in this way. He is a new man. Hallelujah. That's why the efficient prayer is so important. For us to get to know. For us to come to know as John says. Behold what manner of love the Father has towards us. That we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world doesn't know us. The world does not recognize us. The world does not know who we are, just like it never knew who he was. And like I said at the beginning, many times we ourselves don't even know about ourselves. We don't know the contents of what we have. We don't know the extent of this salvation. We don't know what we have come to receive. 
and, and sometimes in in, in 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 this teaching i'll just i would like to do that also and just show us a little bit about this salvation that we have that there's anointing in us that there's power in us that we have access to things that are bigger than this world i said why do i know this first john 3 reading on into verse 2 says beloved now are we the sons of god it does not yet appear it does not yet appear what we shall be but we know that when he shall appear we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is this is for a lot of people this is what they know they know that when jesus appears we will be like him that's true that's the truth it's the truth of God's word that we shall be like him. You see, the Bible even says in 2 Thessalonians 1.10 that when he comes, he will come to be glorified in the saints. He will, be, he will come to be admired in all them that love him. So when Jesus comes, we will suddenly see that we are more than this. That there is greater work in us. That there is a greater person in us. That we are bigger than this. For we shall see him truly as he is. But when you see, brothers and sisters, that revelation is true even now. It is not only when he appears that we shall truly be like him. Even now we are as he is. First John chapter 4 and verse 17. He says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, because as he is, so are we in this world. So are we in this world. Even right here, so are we now. So are we right now as he is. As he is, so are we in this world. Even right now, we are as he is. Though he does not appear totally what he shall be like. But I know that I am as he is now. And this is the revelation that God wants to communicate to us. This is what God wants us to see always. This was the longing of the disciples. This was the longing of the men of old. That they come to know. That you come to know what is the hope of his calling. What the riches of his inheritance in the saints is. What is the greatness of his power towards us. Because there is a reason we have been called. There is inheritance in us. There is something we have come to. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit has been made the earnest of our inheritance. He has been made the part payment of our inheritance. We have been sealed with that Holy Ghost of promise. Because of this inheritance is, is the part payment of our inheritance. There is something that we are partake of. There is something that God has given to us that we must become aware of. And there is an ability at work in us. There is power at work in us. Though it does not look like this, the Bible says we have this treasure in 18 verses. You are bigger than what you see now. Greater is he that is in you, the Bible says. As he is, so are we in this world. Though it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when it shall appear, we shall, we shall be like him. Hallelujah. There is no telling what glory we have. There is no telling the glory that we have. When it will finally be seen, oh, in the name of Jesus, you will finally find out that you are bigger than all this. That is that revelation that Paul wants us to have. That is why he prays for these people. That is the reason why we constantly make this prayer for ourselves. And you see, this is what we carry as, as, as we go along. He says, he who knows these things, verse 3 of 1 John 3, he says, and everyone who has this hope in himself, everyone who has this hope in him, everyone who knows it carries this glory, 
and that when Jesus appears truly he shall be as he is even as he is right now everyone who has this hope in himself he says he does something there is a character there is a manner of way he's supposed to behave there is a way in which we are supposed to conduct ourselves and this is kind of thing that we was talking about yesterday there is a kind of way we are supposed to be he says he who has this hope in himself he purifies himself even as he is pure he purifies himself he sets himself apart even as he is pure he sets himself apart he begins to behave like the one that he is like he begins to function in the character of the one that he, that he has come to know he begins to function in the light of the revelation of that person that person that you are that is he says we are sons of god we are children we are breath force we are children of god we, we are his offspring the bible says we now begin to behave like that remember like he said to jeremiah what do you see so the same thing god asks us every day that everyone who has this hope in himself sees something that is something that we are looking at there is something that we are seeing we are seeing the hope of his calling we are seeing the riches of his inheritance in the saints we are making ourselves more aware of the power that is at work in us that's what romans 12 says i read romans 12 from verse 1 since I preceded you therefore by the mercies of God that you present your bodies holy, a living sacrifice, only acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service, or which is your reasonable act of service. He says, and be not conformed to this world. So this is what we do as these people. This is how we purify ourselves. This is how we get ourselves in line to constantly see what God is saying, to constantly become aware of this. He says, be not conformed to this world. Remember, with the eyes of this world, you cannot see yourself. With the eyes of this world, you cannot see what God really is communicating. With the eyes and the mentality of this world, we cannot see what God has in store for us. We cannot see what God has planned for us. We cannot see this glory that God has set apart for us. We cannot see it. He says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed be transformed by the renewing of your mind by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God he says that you may prove that which is good the acceptable will of God the perfect will of God that you may come to know all that God has for you that you may come to appreciate it in its entirety he says renew your mind change your mind change your mind the bible is saying just like john said to them repent for the kingdom of heaven is here like jesus said repent change your ways the same thing paul is saying to us he says be not conformed to this world but be renewed be transformed by the renewing of your mind be transformed by the renewing of your mind become a new person as you behold this thing as you constantly put your eyes on this thing it says you will get to know you will be transformed the kind of person that you will be with revelation will be totally different from who you are without it there is something revelation does to us there is something that knowledge does to us it makes us a kind of person from verse 3 
Like I said, I'll talk a little bit about the gospel. I'll talk about this salvation that God has brought for us. This is what he wants us to know. So as we begin to pray these Pauline prayers, as we begin to pray Ephesians 1, these are the things that we'll put at the back of our minds. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1 verse 3. It says, Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to the abundant mercy had begotten us again unto a lively hope. He says, we are begotten again unto a lively hope. You are not who you used to be. You are not what the world sees about you. You are not from your family background. There is something that has changed about you. The Bible says you are a new man. It says God has begotten us again unto a lively hope. By the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. By the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. It says to an inheritance incorruptible. You see that again? Inheritance incorruptible and undefiled. There is something the Lord has placed for us. There is something that is our possession. It says, and undefiled that fades not away and reserved in the heavens for you. You who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last day. Says, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, even it be, you are in evidence through manifold temptations. I'll just jump ahead. Verse 8. Wherefore, or whom have not seen you, Lord, whom, um, even though you have not seen him, yet you believe and rejoice with joy, un unspeakable, full of glory. Verse 9. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Of which salvation now is defining that salvation for us. This inheritance that we have received. This salvation that he's talking about. He says of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently. Who prophesied of the grace that to come unto you. Searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ in them did signify. When it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ. And the glory that should follow. When he testified beforehand. The sufferings of Christ. And the glory that should follow. You see it's the glory that follows the sufferings of Christ. Anything outside of this is not the salvation that you have received. As you begin to pray these prayers. This is what you put on the back of your mind. Jesus has suffered. Jesus has died. Jesus has been raised from the dead. God said what is expected of us is glory that should follow. Hallelujah. He says unto them, unto these prophets, it was revealed that not unto themselves did they minister those things which are now reported by them that have preached the gospel unto us with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. It is which things the angels desire to look into. Hallelujah. So these things are wonderful. The angels desire to look into these things, to see the things that we have come into, to see the things that God has prepared for us, to come into this life that God has, has prepared for us. This thing that we must come to know by revelation. This thing that our eyes must come to behold. The same breath in Second Peter chapter 1. From verse 2, it says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of our God and of Jesus our Lord. It says, According as the divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that has called us into glory and virtue. It says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by them we might become partakers. 
that by our interaction with these promises, that our interaction by this word, that our interaction that leads to the knowledge of him, we might become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through loss. Having escaped the corruption that is in this world through loss. Hallelujah. This is what God wants us to know. That as we begin to interact with these things, we walk the divine nature. We are partakers of the divine nature. This glory that he has called that we should walk in, will begin to walk in them. We'll begin to walk in them. And like I said at the beginning, God is asking, what do you see? What can you see? There is something, like I said, that needs to be known about the calling of Christ. That needs to be known about the reason why God has called. There is something that should be known about his inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, that God has prepared for us. This salvation that the prophets prophesied about, this glory that you follow, as they said. There is something about that inheritance that Paul wants us to know, that God wants us to know. There is something that God wants us to know about the exceeding greatness of his power towards those who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. There is something he wants us to know about this big power. I, I, I would like to add my own to say big power because when people were translating this verse, it, it, there are actually three, three Greek words for power here. So, in his bigness, everyone just seemed to, because you can't just communicate that in one single breath. But in this place, it's communicated in so many words that there is so much power at work in us. That there is there is something that throws beyond the mark. You see, whatever mark you have set for ourselves, whatever mark you thought you could reach, whatever mark you have, you think about yourself or, or, or nature has put for the, for you or your family has said this is how far you can go or even by your education has said this is how far you can go there's a, a power at work in us it's called Upambalo it can shoot beyond the mark it can shoot beyond the target it can shoot beyond it's like someone who is throwing long jump and for many of the contestants they've been throwing maybe I don't know how the throw maybe one meter or 1.2 meters or 1.3 meters or something like that and somebody suddenly come maybe world record is 1.5 and somebody throws 6.5 that's who Papa it's far beyond God says that power is at work in us that power that is not limiting that breaks every limitation that breaks every barrier that breaks every record that breaks everything you have set your mind to that you have thought you cannot pass that you have thought is beyond you you see in the revelation of jesus we suddenly found that there is something beyond death that revelation that 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 Resurrection power that is an ability beyond it is this Upapalo. He says it was at work in Christ. He says, according to the working of his mighty power, which he demonstrated in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers, and above every might and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this world or in that which is to come. So we are going to go ahead and begin to pray. And as we pray, we pray that our eyes come to see. You see, all these things are available. 
Just like I said at the beginning, they are there. God has communicated these things. This is the glory of God. The glory of God is to conceal a matter. The honor of king is teased to search it out. God has reserved these things for us. They are not eating from us. They are eating for us. If they are eating for us, the Bible says, what eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard, what has not come into the heart of man. The Bible says God has revealed these things to us by His Spirit. So it's by His Spirit, it's by revelation that we come into this. So we'll just go ahead and pray the prayer. I read it once again. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards all who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. Go ahead and begin to pray. Pray revelation knowledge that your eyes may see in the name of Jesus, that your mind is open. It's so important what we see. So important what we see. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, I read from verse 1. This is what Paul described as his revelation. This is how Paul introduced himself to them. He says, for this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, the dispensation of the grace of God, the dispensation of the grace of God, that God allowed this grace to come unto me for your sake, how that by revelation, how that by revelation, he made known unto me the mystery. He says, as I wrote before in a few words, that by revelation, God made known to him this mystery. What is this mystery? That God will make known. Hallelujah. He says, how that by revelation, he made known unto me the mystery. As I wrote before in a few words, he says, where by when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. And this is it, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ by the gospel, that we become fellow heirs, that we become fellow heirs of this same thing, that we become fellow heirs, that we are not without God in this world, that we are not strangers from the common world of wisdom, that we have come into the same life, that now we are called sons of the living God. It says that we should be fellow heirs and of the same body, partakers of the promise in Christ. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2. Still saying the same thing. Just trying to show us that the Holy Ghost has been giving us 
for this purpose. This is the reason why God has released the spirit of us. And constantly, we constantly say these things. These are the things that we put at our mouth. These are the things we put before us. Because it's important that we see. Revelation delivers unto us mystery. Revelation delivers unto us what is not apparent. It's revelation that delivers unto us beyond what others can see. What has really been there all the while, but many have not seen. He says he is being revealed now unto many apostles and prophets by our spirits. But when you read me, you will know my understanding in the gospel of Christ. You will know my understanding of the mystery of Christ. Why? Because by revelation he came to me. This was a man that was giving so much revelation knowledge. First Corinthians chapter 2, from verse 6. says, How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that is coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. Even the hidden wisdom, you see that? Even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, is for our glory. It's for our glory. Remember First Peter chapter 1. This is for our glory. This is for our glory. Following the sufferings of Christ is glory that follows. It's the glory that follows. This is what the salvation is about. This is what the prophets prophesied. It says God has ordained this for our glory. It says which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. It says, but as it is written, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it come into the heart of man. What God has prepared for them that love him. It says, but God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man? Save the Spirit of the man that is in him. So the things of God does not know man, but the Spirit of God. He says, now we have received. Now we have received. Not the Spirit of this world. We are not like the world. We have not received the spirit of this world, but the spirit that is from God, that we may know the things that are freely given unto us. That we know the things that are freely given unto us. He said, this is the idea. God has not hidden it from us. God has not, it is not God's plan that these things will constantly be hidden from us. Because the revelation of Jesus, by the coming of the Spirit, God has revealed them to us, is what the Bible says. God has made it all open unto us. It's before that eyes have not seen, that ears have not heard, that it has not come into the heart of men. But God has revealed this thing to us because of the Holy Spirit that is at work in us. Because now we host God. We know these things. These things are working us. He says, but we have received the Spirit of God. Why? That we may know those things. That we may know those things. God wants us to know them. Like I said at the beginning, what do you see? What do you see? That's the plan of God. That He constantly leads us in revelation knowledge. That He constantly grants unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That we come and increase in the knowledge of Him. He says, but these things also we speak. Verse 13 of 1 Corinthians 2. These things also we speak. Not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but in that which the Holy Spirit teaches. 
compare me spiritual with spiritual and that's why there is no there's nothing so called like revelation knowledge without actually praying because even as you read the word we read it prayerfully we read it by the leading of the holy ghost we read it infused by the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him and that's what we are going to pray against. That God, we pray that you grant unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. In the name of Jesus, that we come to know you better. That we come to know what you have put in us. That we come to appreciate that which you have given unto us. That we come to appreciate what you have for us. In the name of Jesus. That we come to appreciate what you have done in Christ. What you have finished in Christ Jesus for us. That reason why we are called. That reason for which your inheritance is in us. That reason for which your powers are working in us. That God we pray. That we come to know. Go ahead and pray.